All right. This is Polo. This is Beckett. We here. We coming. The battle continues. This is Born to Battle. Oh, it's ready to get us started. Because we're here to battle, man. What are you here for, Polo? Uh, I'm here to record a podcast, but yes, I'm on the same page. We are here to battle. We are currently battling as we speak. Uh, so yeah, the ongoing battle. Right now, man. Yeah, I guess the podcast is more of a little answer. Still very cool. Well done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's been a while since we uh, actually recorded um, we took a little hiatus from from recording, uh, partially due to uh, your you had your procedure to get a feeding tube put in, and I know there was some recovery from that. Um, there's been days where your voice just wasn't feeling up to it, um, where you didn't feel like you were speaking very clearly. Uh, you want to just talk a little bit about? about that and what kind of uh, recovery and how you feel about your voice moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of recovery, it took about maybe a week to kind of feel a lot better because they made an incision into my stomach but the feeling to win. It is this very tender for some period of time and getting used to having this foreign object all sticking out of your belly. It's been kind of weird, but not bad for the most part. Yeah, and uh, I was able to see it. Uh, we were lucky enough to have planned this trip to San Francisco area. Um, Chris drove up from the LA area and I drove down with our other friend, Andrew and his girlfriend, Cynthia. And we met down in Half Moon Bay. It's a beautiful little town. Oh, most definitely. Very quiet. A very relaxing trip. I was just hanging out. Uh, with the fire in the backyard and the house with the fire. whole lot of nothing. But that's a good guy because we're all caught up, hung out, and we measured and passed on the Chris duties. Okay, <laughs> how to take care of me. Yeah, well, with all that fire you were mentioning, you could say that the trip was rather lit. Ah, oh, very true. Very true. It's part of with that one right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, part of those duties, um, I didn't do this, but Andrew hopped in and fed you some of your, uh, what's it called? Formula. Your formula. So Yeah, it's a little weird. It definitely has uh, taken some getting used to with all the um, 
everything that's inside of me, I'm kind of upset to my stomach, and it's a new thing. So my body is the drugs thing. Yeah, and I mean, does it have meats in it, like meat proteins and stuff like that? No, so it's a uh, completely uh, non-animal-based formula. No vegan, no milk, no dairy, no soy. It's where they really have that particular product, though. In Canada Dry, you see now goes, I have my eye on another formula or to be able to make our own with all the food we have. And that way it's a lot less processed and it's real food you would eat. Okay, yeah. I guess I didn't really think that you could just create your own. Uh, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it just requires a lot more time and effort. And then the challenge is to get the right consistency to make it flow easily through the tube and not get clogged up. Yeah. And, I mean, from that, you you feel full, right? Oh, yeah. I think about just drinking a whole lot of liquid at one time, and they can fill you up real quick because you bypass the mouth and everything uh, straight into your stomach. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's a direct source. I guess my question, I had asked this question before about if you, like, take in a lot of water through your feeding tube, if you still feel thirsty? You know, I'm not quite sure, uh, but my overall thought right now and how I've been doing it is no, because as long as I'm getting enough water in my body somehow, then the urges of thirst will not arise. And that's been the case so far. That makes sense. I mean, biology, right? Anatomy. Right? Some, some. Yeah, look, some, some. It's been a whole big learning curve, to say the least. Absolutely. Uh, To go on top of that, uh, you were the first person I've ever brushed their teeth. Other than myself, I have never brushed anybody else's teeth. Uh, so your teeth are looking great, man. They're looking nice. Um, thank you. Thank you. You did well. Um, I think you took uh, when you put the toothbrush too far. So thank you. Yeah, I, I try to be cautious of the throat. Yeah. It's, I can only imagine brushing someone else's teeth because my only experience is brushing my dog's teeth and they hated them. Yeah, right? It it seems like such an uncomfortable thing. I mean, most people have 
bad connotations with going to a dentist, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of along the same lines. Virtual, nothing good comes from the dentist. But a lot of people, cavities, fillings, a new tooth or whatever, so I understand. Yeah. Um, well, we, I think we could talk about other things that, that we did or I helped with because um, I think it's valuable and it shows what a lot of people wouldn't think about for taking care of somebody else. Um, I learned to that's a good point. And everything um, was everyone there. It gave over more of an insight into the daily things, daily does, and how much work that really is on someone. So maybe it inspires more of us to really do something about the caregivers because they really take on a huge, huge portion of it. It's really important and important for them. Yeah, definitely. And huge, huge shout out to Taylor uh, for all that she does. It it truly is amazing everything that she does to help you, to, to help take care of you, uh, and for you guys both to be able to live a, a nice life. I mean, you guys were able to travel up to L.A. Uh, she's the driver. So you're you're a decent uh passenger I suppose but <laughs> um but yeah she gets you from point A to point B uh that van is huge um I I had gone on maybe one or two different outings with you um earlier this year when you guys didn't have the van and I saw how difficult it was to get you in and out of the car and now you that you have the van and you can just pull right in and lock in and it's like it's go. It's go time. Uh-huh. It, it saves you guys easily probably fifteen, twenty minutes each time getting in and out of the car. For sure. It really does. It's a game changer to have uh, the locking mechanism on the floor like that. Absolutely. I was fortunate enough to be able to drive the van. Uh, I hadn't driven a van since my mom and stepdad's van in high school. So it was like going back down memory lane. Uh, There we go. There we go. Um, So, yeah, the van's huge. Um, I also just helped move you around. Um, get you from your chair to a couch, get you from your chair to bed. And what you, what you would think is so easy uh, when you're with like a kid or a friend and you're like playing around, you pick them up, you kind of throw them around. It seems easy at that time, right? Uh-huh. But when... I was helping you. I found it much more difficult than I was anticipating. Um, one, I didn't want to. I didn't want to hurt you, for one. Yeah. 
uh, wanted to be as careful as possible. And then uh, your body doesn't move as easily uh, these days. You're not as limber. So your your body is fairly stiff for the most part. Um, so it makes it more difficult to move you around. So uh, again, you guys didn't have the Hoyer lift with you. So I, I can imagine how helpful that is to get you in and out of bed uh, these days. Um, but yeah, just just moving you from point A of your chair to point B of laying in bed, it's multiple steps. Um, I'm fortunate enough where I could, I was able to lift you. I know Taylor can't physically lift you up like I can. <laughs> so I, I could only imagine that, uh, how, what she has to work through to, to make that happen. Yeah. You always try to find little tricks that you could do by angling the wheelchair a little more to give my body the help of gravity and then gotta rock me back and forth. So we're still able to do that a little now, but it's always ever-changing. And then into a dab. Yeah, for sure. Um, one other thing I was helping with is uh, just helping you change your clothes. Not really your pants so much, but your shirts uh, and your jackets. Uh-huh. Um, my my first go at trying to put a shirt on to on you was like, oh, I should go, definitely just put the the head on first and then we'll figure out the arms and no, then you... You, were, you were arms first oh that's what i guess <laughs> yeah, i know how you envision it oh put both arms up raise your arms yeah above your head slide down but it didn't work that easy on me no it didn't it, it was Counterintuitive to what my thought process was, that's for sure. It's okay, though. And that's the thing we found out. You have to try, I think, a few ways to figure out what worked best because you may be able to play the whole scenario out in your mind and then when it's go time, nothing works. we gotta do all over again but it's different right now (laughs) that's for sure um but even though i might not have been the best at at helping uh or if it was might have been uncomfortable at times for chris uh he would just laugh it off <laughs> I think we had some of our best laughs uh, as I was struggling to get his clothes on or struggling to move him around. Uh, he, he he definitely didn't get upset at me, which I'm sure at times you do get upset about that thing, yeah. those things. But uh, luckily with me, you just laughed it off and uh, made it so it wasn't uh, a weird and uncomfortable uh, situation, even though it very well could have been. <laughs> See, that's how I get him. I make him have fun, and then when he messes up and down the road, 
I let him know. No, no, no. No, no. I'm doing that right. I'm doing it again. I did learn. I uh, the last time I put your shirt on, it went much smoother. And then, but then, so yeah, hanging out, a whole new learning experience with uh, dressing another person that's not a, a toddler. None. Yeah. And uh, today, Taylor had sent over a, a, one of the pictures from, from the weekend. And it was oh. us, us all watching the sunset. And it was when I was feeding you grapes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, what a nice romantic picture that is. <laughs> oh, very much so. It was nice. Oh, we did try to, we did not try to throw the grapes. So thank you for that. We gently placed them in my body. I'm way more safe. Yeah, I did. I did give you some pump fakes here and there. Oh man! <laughs> but then finished with the finger roll. Oh, it's, it was a beautiful end. I would have rather had a slam dunk. <laughs> no, that would have backfired. Yeah, it's a little too aggressive. Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, cool, man. Um, I think that was mostly what I helped with. Um, yeah, we kind of just bounced around, ate some good food, and like you said, just kind of relaxed and enjoyed the time together. Uh-huh. Because something we've been planning for, man, a few months now, mm-hmm. and we're all very... Uh, uh, very much looking forward to it. So, everyone got tested before and isolated before we saw one another, just so we knew we did everything we could in the safest possible. And well, I was able to be a really good trip with a good friend, though. A nice time. A really nice time. Yeah, definitely. And now we got to do it again one of these days. Hopefully it won't be long um, before the next time around. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, what, about a year since the last time you had seen Andrew and Cynthia. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, time flies. It sure does. 2020, you're certainly one for the record books. Yeah, so much happened in 2020, and at the same time, so little happened. I know. Who would have ever thought? I would not have asked me that in 2019. I get that, God, man. That's a bunch of BS. Right. Yeah, nobody uh, saw this coming. That's for sure. But here's to uh, a good uh, 2021. Right, Virgil, Always got to be looking forward to the next thing. And just anticipation, which leads up to what we're going to do next. Thanksgiving and then Christmas. As a uh, below notice, 
www.hominyhop.com We had a Christmas decoration already up in the house. The tree, everything lit up though. We are in full steam ahead right now. Yeah, you ready for the holidays? We are. It was a, how would I say? It was a, a compromise. Taylor would love to have Christmas decoration probably the year round. <laughs> and I told him, no, I would rather do after Thanksgiving. But and then we did it on November 1. So okay. um, I don't like saying it, but it was really nice actually having them up so early. And that all the Christmas music we are playing too. So I'm in the spirit, my man. Oh. Big time. Already playing the Christmas music. That's what's oh, up. Yeah. I have a, a old coworker of mine. He would do uh, the Christmas in July, where he would listen to Christmas music in July. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have to just listen to it around Christmas, right? If you like the music. Oh, very true. And it's nice because put it on, and boom, almost feel like Christmas. Anytime. Yes, sir. It's all about the mind state, really. Well, that was like quite quite a conversation. Do you want to do a, a little question session? You could just do like three quick ones. Oh, we can do like a rapid fire. Yeah, let's do a rapid fire. So we'll try a little different. We'll throw in three rapid questions. Well, only answer with a one word or maybe a sentence. Keep it short. All right, below my first film. Oh, why is one memory that gets triggered with a smell? I mean, when I smell cinnamon, I think Christmas, but I don't have. So I guess. <laughs> I guess in uh like elementary school or maybe middle school I made this basket for it was like a Christmas project in class and it was just like this weaved basket with pine cones in it but we like put like the scents of cinnamon on it and oh, then wrapped nice. it with like a ribbon and that was my gift to my mom when I was a kid oh, so nice. that I guess this the smell of cinnamon re- kind of reminds me of Christmas and specifically of that Okay, and now, how would you describe your cooking skills? My cooking skills? Uh-huh. In one word? Or two. Very good. <laughs> or <laughs> I can I can read a recipe. <laughs> I can read a recipe. I'm not I'm not a bad cook. I guess this is more than one word. I'm just justifying. Oh, I, I could throw it down. Sometimes I cook very basic stuff. So uh, my brother, for example, he likes a lot of flavor, like a lot of spice. And he'll, he'll do like 10 different seasonings when he cooks. And uh, 
me, on the other hand, I try to keep it simple for the most part um, and do like two or three different seasonings. Uh, but it just depends. Depends on the vibe. If I really want to like go all out, then I'll follow a recipe. Um, but other than that, it's just kind of basic stuff. Hey, how basic food still get in. So you ain't going hungry. That is true. All right. So my question for you is growing up, did you have a stuffed animal or were you a blanket kid? A stuffed animal. I had my favorite one, which was a, a little gorilla named Congo. Did you name him Congo or was did it come named Congo? Um, I feel like its name was Congo already. I don't remember. And it was a blanket. So I had blankets when I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. But my brother flushed my <laughs> toilet. So I had to grow up quickly. That's and hilarious. I moved to the September. Way better. Interesting, interesting. Damn, Brian, it's like that. I know, man. Harsh. <laughs> you just like, yo, I'm gonna flush your whole blanket down the toilet. Well, I mean, it's like, uh, probably twelve by twelve, so like a little blanket. Twelve by twelve, like twelve inches by twelve inches. Yeah. Okay, so a foot by a foot, that's not, is that even a blanket? That's like a square, a square know. fabric. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. No. Okay, but that makes more sense. I was I was imagining a big blanket. So, okay, fair enough. That could go down the toilet. I could see uh, that. It sure did. <laughs> nice. Uh Cool. Well, since we did have such a long conversation, we wanted to keep these uh, rather short and we will hop into an ALS update. Yeah, so the update today is oh, a gentleman named Pat Quinn who been very big in the ALS as a movement awaited everything. It was actually one of the people who started the ice bucket challenge. Him and Pete He had he had a lesson and just physically passed away so it stopped to lose someone who was really I've been advocating so much for all the people when they left him. It really helped to bring into a lot of people's attention. So, yeah, it was a big thing to see someone like him pass away. But that's unfortunate truth about this disease. Um, 
we can evolve better for everyone. Absolutely. And yeah, like you mentioned, he was huge um, in advocacy for ALS awareness. He was the one basically that put Ice Bucket Challenge kind of on the map, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So um, as we mentioned with our our podcast recording with uh, Mike, uh, that was about six years ago, right? That That happened. I think the fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So um Mike had mentioned like right around this time is when we're starting to see a lot of the benefits from all the funding that came from the Ice Bucket mm-hmm. Challenge. Uh-huh. And really brought in money for the research and now the research is starting to show all of it result in it is continuing a snowball effect with the more research trials of uh, uh, good things hopefully are in the future. Absolutely. And just like he made his mark and definitely did his part to spread awareness, um, you're doing the same thing, man. And, you know, hopefully we're going to turn out some, maybe some more ice bucket challenges or something and uh, spread that awareness more. And hopefully we get another spike in some donations to ALS Association or ALS uh, organizations in general uh, to help fund the research and support um, because we need it, you know, it, we got there's a lot of people affected by it and they they need resources to find a cure and you know that's what we're hopeful in, in doing mm. so we keep on living every day day by day baby and then let the good times roll yeah Definitely, man. Um, yeah, so thanks for sharing that, Chris. That's that was a good, good one to share. Um, I know I had saw that he had passed away, um, so RIP. And thoughts and prayers to the family. Uh, he he fought a, a good fight, definitely. Yeah, absolutely, and that's all I are to trying to do. Stay positive and don't let it define us or really take away what we can be doing. And I gotta believe we can do that for damn sure. Absolutely. We'll roll right on. Picture me rolling. Oh yeah. (laughs) 